Oh, well, hello there, gentle listeners, and welcome to I'll Be Right Back, a podcast about coming of age, personal stories, and cultural analysis, all told through the lens of horror and pop culture with a particular focus on the 90s and early aughts. And today we bring you our very first mini-sode, or mini-episode. A mini-sode is shorter in length and usually on a focused topic, which today will be on the recently released Scream 6 and the Scream franchise. This is your disclaimer, this is not a spoiler-free zone. This mini-sode contains spoilers for the Scream franchise, and particularly Scream 6. We'd rank these spoilers as moderate. There's no big killer reveal here. But if you're trying to avoid spoilers, as we usually say, it's not too late to turn around and say, I'll be right back. Hello? Welcome to I'll Be Right Back, where your hosts, Jenny, Kirsten, and Asher. Jenny and I sat down to talk specifically about Scream 6 and the Scream franchise. It's a a film and a franchise that Jenny and I initially bonded over uh, at our fateful meetings at Halloween parties, and really what brought us probably together uh, to do this podcast, or part of the origin story of this podcast. So without further ado, let's dive into our first mini-sode on Scream. Yeah, you're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. Scream, we've talked about it being both of our favorite scary movies. Is that fair to say? Mm-hmm. I don't want to speak for yeah. you. And I have to admit, I went and saw Scream opening night. And I had very low expectations, I would say mostly due to the lack of Nev Campbell slash Sidney mm-hmm. Prescott in the film, and wondering how they were going to address that, and if there would feel like something big was missing. And I'll say as my own spoiler alert that the film exceeded my expectations, mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun watching it, and it probably moved up into my top three screen films with... I was doing my rankings all by myself the other day. (laughs) I was like, number one, film, Scream 1. Number two, Scream 2. And probably three is going to be Scream 6 for me. So that's sort of my high-level review. I'm curious to hear what your rankings are now and what you thought at at least a 140-character version uh, review. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I actually, yeah, I think my ranking would be pretty similar. I also had kind of just like very medium expectations, but... Uh, I had a great time. I really loved the change in setting to uh, New York City. I thought that they were able to play with a lot of different elements being in that kind of setting uh, versus Woodsboro. And yeah, I also kind of didn't really know what to expect with the absence of Nev Campbell, but I thought that it worked really great to have the narrowed focus uh, on our core four and not be trying to balance so many different things with you know, your legacy characters plus the new generation. So I thought it was really great. Yeah, I agree. I think 
it almost worked in the film's favor to not have Sidney Prescott in the film. It pains me to say that. Yeah. But I think it gave more space for the new characters to thrive and kind of take the story into their own hands. And as for Sydney, I'm really glad that she got her happy ending. And I was happy with how they dealt with that in, in the story. And I'm glad that the, it was told through Gail, who's been through it all with her as the last two survivors. Mm-hmm. Well, from the original, say, because mm-hmm. uh, there are other survivors uh, in Scream 6, including the return of Kirby and the cast from Scream 5. But that Sydney is having her, having her happy ending. And I know we talked about Lori and Sydney and trauma. And I was thinking about Lori Strode in particular, where... Laurie Strode's a grandma now, and she's still yeah. dealing with this shit. And I'm glad that Sydney's like has her family. I don't know if she's living up in Canada or somewhere. <laughs> and she's just like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to have my happy ending. And I think she deserves that. Like, let Sydney heal. <laughs> let Sydney yes. live. Sydney retires. <laughs> um, I also liked in this film, for us older fans, uh, and particularly those of us who grew up with the original, that there were enough nods to the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, that made me happy without being too explicit. So there was a scene where Gail and another character are talking about Dewey mm-hmm. and you hear the score of their basically love story in the film. Yeah. And you know, in that moment that she's thinking about Dewey, Dewey is kind of like his spirit is there because of the music. And so I loved those particular moments um, that, that were less explicit. Yeah. Where you're like, Oh, that's the Dewey song. Um, and I feel like there were other little Easter eggs along the way. And so I think the film did a really good job of balancing storytelling and excitement for a new generation mm-hmm. and giving us older fans um, enough to chew on and feel like we were acknowledged and recognized. Uh, and so I thought it was really a really great Scream film. And for me, it surpassed uh, Scream 5, which is, you know... A, I think of Scream 5 and Scream 6 as their kind of like own little trilogy, probably with Scream 7. I'm sure they're going to make, given the success. Um, But yeah, I was curious if anything in particular stood out to you about Scream 6 that you took away. Yeah. um, I actually went back and rewatched Scream 5 last night, just to kind of compare between the two. Because I had rewatched it last year, but I wanted to see it when Scream 6 was really fresh in the mind. And yeah, I think you really just had so little time in Scream 5 of the new characters. Like, they basically just had time to kind of lightly introduce the new characters and kind of, you know, what their story is uh, before you get into, you know, the final party. So I really enjoyed with this one that you get so much more time hanging out with them. Um, you, I am like very pro Mindy and Chad in like everything. Yes. Yes. I want them to just have their own spinoff. <laughs> yeah. They're a great team. Like I would love to like more Mindy and Chad content. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Jasmine Savoy Brown who plays Mindy is maybe becoming one of my favorite actresses lately. She did a great job in the leftovers on mm-hmm. HBO, uh, when that aired and, She's in Yellow Jackets, one oh, of our other Yellow favorites. Jackets. Yes, so. which is coming out again soon. So I will get a Showtime subscription just yes. for that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked that, you know, kind of again with the New York setting, I kind of, something I really enjoyed was that this version, like a public setting was not at all a deterrent to the really extreme violence. And, um, you know, so just like going into a convenience store was not like any guarantee 
And, you know, there have been public settings before in Scream movies, you know, like the movie theater and the opening of Scream 2. But a lot of those, there was so much more, uh, there were elements that were making it more conducive to Ghostface being able to get in and do his thing. Um, In this version, it was very much just like out in the open, like chaos and violence and which kind of feels, you know, representative of like just kind of the the vibes of today. And I I liked kind of the increased um some of the increased like gore and blood, like I thought that it really upped the stakes in a nice way without being overwhelming for me personally. Yeah, I agree and I know we were talking off recording <laughs> that um, I wasn't, there wasn't a moment where I felt very scared in the movie or horrified, but I felt thrilled. Mm-hmm. Like I was definitely yeah. on the edge of my seat. I didn't want it to end. I was having fun. Um, and I do think the setting changed things up and really made it larger. I was mm-hmm. very skeptical of New York as a setting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leaving Woodsboro, which we've left before, you know, Scream 2, where they go to college. And I think it was nice to see that Scream 6 is kind of molding itself off of Scream 2 where the new cast of characters go to college. And I would agree that I didn't, I had a hard time connecting or feeling invested in the characters in Scream 5, the mm-hmm. new ones. I just felt like I kind of, I wanted to see the legacy characters. Yeah. And so I think the fact that the legacy characters took a back seat in Scream 6 gave more space for the mm-hmm. new characters to come about. And I really enjoyed the core four this time. I felt bought in in a way mm-hmm. that I didn't in Scream 5. And I think the new setting gave them an opportunity to make the story their own. Um, I do think Ghostface was much more, uh, or was bolder. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that his mask seemed a little distressed as well. And that plays out on the film as to why. Um, And yeah, I think overall it was just a really great Scream film. And I was was happy with the addition to it. And it made me excited about about the franchise. Uh, I'll agree about Mindy. Um, Mindy is just holding her (laughs) own as Randy's niece. Um, I enjoy her a lot, and I love her reciting other roles, um, particularly of a sequel to a requel. <laughs> and yeah. now they're in a franchise and talking about what that means, so continuing sort of the meta element that we've come to love about Scream and the Scream franchise. And then one of my friends who watched it on opening night said he knew within 20 minutes who the killer was. And so one, I was curious, did you know? Because <laughs> I didn't. I felt completely in the dark. I was like, it could be anyone And then the other thing I thought of is they basically tell you who the killer is. Mindy calls it out in the first 30 minutes of the film. (laughs) And you're like, no. I was like, no, that's two on the nose. Two on the nose. So I was curious. Did you have any sense watching who the killer's killer was? (laughs) No, I didn't. And, you know, I know some people get really kind of caught up in like the whodunit aspect of these movies. For me, it kind of, you know, again, going back to the conversation about like the formula and how that's part of the fun of it. For me, the who, the actual whodunit of it isn't necessarily like the most important part of it or the part that I'm going to be super critical about or like how, how great their motivation is necessarily. Like I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I feel like, you know, the reveal kind of wraps things up at the end. But for me, maybe since like Scream 1, it felt really jarring and like, oh, this is great. But I think since then, I'm I'm similar. I'm like, I'm here for the journey. Yeah, <laughs> this is fun. And there was definitely some epic, almost action scenes in mm-hmm. this film, uh, to the point where even you have like two ghost faces on screen, mm-hmm. you know, doing some slashing at the same time where I my like, in my brain, I'm like, this is badass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, this is so cool. <laughs> and yeah, the stakes felt higher. Um, Ghostface felt bolder. 
And I think there was something, you know, you were saying about Ghostface just being out in the open in a large city that I also think about being in New York as like there's an element of uh, anonymity of being mm-hmm. like one of many. Uh, and so, you know, the opening scene, um, I forget the actress's name. Oh, Samara Weaving. Yeah. So I recently watched the Babysitter uh, series and there's one and two so far. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen them. Uh, they're a lot of fun. I really like them. Maybe a little more on like the dark comedy horror side. Yeah. But I really enjoyed them. And I didn't place her until after I came home and, you know, did my IMDb research. And I was like, oh, that's her. Like, uh, she's in the Babysitter movies. Well, and she's also in um, Ready or Not, which was also directed oh. by the same team of people. Okay, I haven't um, seen Who've that directed one. five and six in the Scream okay. series. So I really liked having her as like our, you know, introductory person, and you know, who's, you know, become a really, uh, a pretty popular final girl in her own right. So seeing her cast in the opening, I was like, okay, that's, that's fun. Yeah. I thought it was very modern and interesting that, um, maybe a cautionary tale, <laughs> uh, that she interacts with the killer or who we think is the killer through an online dating app. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so I was like, oh, this could happen to any of us, <laughs> which, you know, maybe that's some of the horror of Scream 6 is like, it's a city of millions. <laughs> These kids are at college. Um, everyone's living their lives. I thought it was particularly interesting that Samara Weavy, Weaver? Uh, Weaving? Weaving? Weaving, yeah. <laughs> uh, that her character is a professor of film mm-hmm. uh, and that she's on the phone with who she thinks is her date but is actually the killer uh, or who we think is the killer. <laughs> and she's talking film theory and kind of cringing at herself too, which I was like, yeah. that felt very real. So, um, so it continued. I thought, you know, Scream 6 followed the formula very well of opening scene, mm-hmm. uh, murder. And then I think it really upended the formula in some ways and played with it and had fun. Uh, everything from a little twist on the opening scene to the to the killer reveal. So I wasn't sure how you felt about that. Yeah, I loved the opening scene. Um, I, and I had that moment where I kept like waiting for the, the title screen to come in. And I was like, oh, wait, they're doing something different. Like, I wonder where this is going. And um, it kind of reminded me of the opening to uh, Scream 4, mm. where you've got the movie within a movie within a movie, where you're <laughs> like, wait, what's that? Wait, what? Again? <laughs> um, and so I thought it was just kind of another kind of fun play on the opening scene that kind of takes you by surprise and and just plays with it a little bit. Um, so I thought that that was, uh, I thought the opening scene was really fun. And um, yeah, I thought it was it created a lot of tension, even in just that opening scene that has kind of, you know, sometimes felt really routine, like, oh, yeah, somebody gets a phone call, and then you die, and then, you know, cut to credits, and then you blah, blah, blah. So this was kind of a fun um, subverting that expectation. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, we talked a little bit about slasher formulas. I think with a franchise, particularly that is almost 30 years old, if you can believe it, (laughs) um, there's always that risk of the formula becoming stale. Mm-hmm. And I think they did just enough subversion and just enough of honoring the formula that for me, it really worked. And I was, I was very happy with it. Um, I will say this is probably the first Scream film since Scream 2 where it exceeded my expectations. And yeah. I think it's maybe unfair to the other three in the middle there mm-hmm. because I would always go in with such high expectations. And Jenny, I know you and I have talked about Scream 4 specifically. Mm-hmm. So Scream 4 came out 10 years after the trilogy, I believe, somewhere around there. And I remember expectations for me were really high. <laughs> I went in and it fell a little flat for me on initial viewing when it first debuted. 
I recently rewatched it in preparation to go see Scream 6. And I actually thought it was a really good film. I really liked it. I、Same. think I just couldn't appreciate it at the time.、Uh, and so maybe there's some interesting statements there about fandom. <laughs> yeah.、Uh, and, and trying to, at least for me, let go of, you know, nothing will ever capture the magic of an original、mm-hmm. film. Sometimes the sequel can get close. I know we were talking about Alien and Aliens recently. And it's also a famous、uh, discussion in Scream 2 in the college classroom where they're talking about, you know, does the sequel ever surpass the original? And they name a, a few examples. So it's not unheard of.、Uh, I know we were talking about vampires just off audio recently. <laughs>、uh, and I recently rewatched, not to go too much into a segue here,、uh, The new, or watch for the first time, the new interview with the vampire series. Have you seen? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's so good. And so I would say, Interview with a Vampire, the new series, is probably one of the rare moments where something surpasses the original source material. So for me, it surpassed, I haven't read the book, <laughs> to be fair,、yeah. but it surpassed、um, the, the 90s film with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt and Kirsten d u n s Oh,、Dunst. wow. And someone recently told me,、um, That Anne Rice, before she passed, actually had a role in consulting on the new series and that it actually represents the story she wanted to tell.、Uh, because it's pretty、um, radical that she was writing about basically two gay vampires、yeah. <laughs> uh, in the 70s during the height you know,、mm-hmm. of what was beginning to be the AIDS crisis. And I think she also you know, transformed and learned a lot along the way. And so I think、um, Interview with the Vampire is very well done, the new series. I would highly recommend it. So. I think going back to Scream 6,、uh, thinking about, yeah, just fandom and the pressure we put on、mm-hmm. franchises or films that we hold near and dear to our heart.、Uh, but I was happy with what、uh, Scream 6 delivered for probably us older audiences and newer audiences. And I just had such an excitement being in the theater and going to see、mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so. I did too.、Um, I was curious to hear what you think about Sam, played by Melissa Barrera. And I would say, For myself, I think one thing that I would kind of like to see is them letting her have a little bit more dimension.、Um, I feel like they have her kind of playing it super straight so that there is a bigger contrast when she leans into like her Billy、mm-hmm. moments.、Um, I would honestly love to see a little bit more of like the Billy persona coming out more and just seeing more of like that impact on. Her relationship with Billy may be evolving in future movies, but I was curious to hear what you thought about her as a final girl. Yeah, I agree.、Um, and this isn't a statement on the actress, more on the character、mm-hmm. and perhaps the writing and, and screen time.、Uh, I'd like to see her a little more evolved, have a little more dimension. I did like the evolution of Jenna Ortega's、mm-hmm. character. I can't remember her name. Tara. Tara.、Yeah. So she was, I felt like someone asked me, I don't know if it was you, maybe Jenny.、Um, Who's, who's the star? Who's the final girl? Is it Sam or Tara? Or is it both of them、uh, in this film? And is it subverting expectations by saying we have two final girls, which maybe Scream has always done? I know we、mm-hmm. were having a conversation about is Gail a final girl? Oh, totally. <laughs> and I remember you said, well, let's see if she survives Scream、yeah. Six, which we find out off screen that she has. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if she comes back for Scream Seven. I think. 
one thing that was interesting for me that I hadn't realized with this that we've never had a scene where Gail talks to Ghostface on the phone. Did you know that? I didn't realize until I we got into the movie and I was just like, oh shit, I yeah. guess that's right. And Gail, being Gail, held her own. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I like at the very end where she's kind of like in between the throes of death and living <laughs> that she says, tell Sydney he didn't get me. And I was very moved by that. She's like, you know, I might die, but he didn't, yeah. he didn't kill me. <laughs> um, and so I hope, I hope, Maybe that Gail will get her happy ending, or who knows, maybe she'll keep writing the books. Um, so your question, yeah, I would love to see more Sam get a little, have a little more dimension, mm-hmm. maybe a little more room to grow. I do think it's very interesting. It seems like she's struggling with this part of herself and um, the legacy of mm-hmm. Billy being her father, and what does that mean? And you kind of see it like this anger and violence that she has within her come mm-hmm. out in these moments and i think that sometimes shock her herself and she doesn't really have a space to talk about it as we see in the scene mm-hmm. with the therapist where she's like he's like open up to me it's only gonna work if you open up and then she does and he like freaks out and i was just like oh poor sam <laughs> she just needs someone who can yeah. listen without judgment and like i don't think she has that yet no. so it'll be interesting to see one thing as an aside, and I was watching an interview with Matthew Lillard and Skeet Altrich that happened mm-hmm. in the last few years. And uh, Matthew Lillard is like ready to come back to the franchise. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I loved that in Scream 6, there was a nod to maybe Stu's still alive. And I have to tell you, in the back of my head, I almost thought the killer reveal would be Stu. <laughs> well, uh, but I did also kind of love like the TV very definitively killing one of our ghost faces yeah. in this one. And they're like, yeah, that's like, definitely he is dead. Stu yeah. is dead. <laughs> yeah. We'll see scream seven. I know. <laughs> Maybe he's a ghost somewhere. <laughs> also as an aside, I was cracking up at Gail just being completely nonchalant throughout her scene about her boyfriend oh, yeah. being taken out. <laughs> Where I think goes face something like, oh, those muscles didn't really matter. She's like, She's I like, guess not. Nope. <laughs> they they really didn't. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. And he has a very like five minutes on screen. I think we, we don't, I don't even remember his name. No, so I don't think he even gets just, names. It's just like Gail's living her best life. She has her condo in New York with this hot boyfriend, like muscly boyfriend <laughs> and ghost face comes and destroys some of that for her. She's like, well, all right. He wasn't Dewey, so <laughs> she's will, just like, bye. Yeah, I will say um, another Easter egg that was more explicit, maybe less of an Easter egg that I liked, was the nod to the famous scene where they walk out of the police station. Gail is there as part mm, of the crowd mm-hmm. of reporters. And I think, is it Sam that takes a swing at her at first? First, yeah. yeah. And she's like, nope, I've done that before. And then Tara comes in and actually gets <laughs> her. And the score, you know, is an honor or kind of an homage to the original scream in that scene uh, that I just felt tickled. And I was like, these are the moments that I appreciate that it's a nod to us older fans of like, oh yeah, we remember you. Definitely super fun. Um, And also going back to Mindy, like Mindy is so relatable in all her reactions and just like the, oh, like, fuck, I got it wrong again. (laughs) (laughs) Or thinking she got it wrong again. I was just like, yeah, that would... I feel like that would be a lot of my reaction to the situation. Just like, oh, really? Again? Yeah, I, <laughs> I also love at the end, she kind of runs up. She's like, I solved it. And everyone's like, we know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we figured it out. Uh, that subway scene, um, I really loved. I love that it's on Halloween. You have all these nods um, to famous 
hollow like villains uh, from other scary movies that people are dressed up as, including Ghostface. And so I thought that was really well executed. Uh, yeah, the double train situation was really great. Yeah. So who knew New York City would be just such a great setting? I think. Yeah, having some of the legacy characters uh, have a lower, a lower, a lesser role, or even not. Or mm-hmm. be off screen and also changing, getting them out of Woodsboro really allowed the film to, yeah, have its, have its moment in the light and take Let it, it breathe out. a little. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great way of saying that. So uh, I was wondering, do you have any predictions? Should we do predictions for Scream 7? Yeah. I was really curious yeah. to hear what you thought might be coming in the future of the franchise. Yeah. I'm going to just do an out there prediction. Um, I don't know if the setting will remain in New York. Mm-hmm. I kind of hope it does. Maybe they'll do something different. I hope it's not like I still know what you did last summer where they go to like <laughs> Brazil or something. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so nothing too out there. Uh, maybe it'll remain in New York. I thought that was a fun setting. I'm going to say Scream 7, as a nod to the original, will have Sam be the killer <laughs> as taking on embracing her father. And I'm going to say Stu comes back. <laughs> Stu yeah. is the killer. He makes a return somehow. <laughs> He's maybe has some deformities from a giant ass TV falling on his head 30 (laughs) years ago and that he teams up with Sam uh, to be the killers. So that's going to be my prediction. Let's tune back in in two years to see if it comes true. (laughs) What do you think? I don't know. I, I do think I see something happening with Sam in the future. Maybe not quite along the lines of going full ghost face, um, but definitely some kind of central conflict that's going to revolve around, um, being a little, being a little more questionable about, you know, is she or isn't she? Cause I, I feel like the, you know, the last two, I feel like it's never really felt like, oh, Sam is definitely one of the killers. And I feel like that's going to become a bigger question in a future one mm-hmm. and maybe not be so easy for her to escape suspicion. I almost wonder as you were talking, will she become like a Norman Bates type? Ooh. And maybe she already is where she's seeing the ghost of her father. And, you know, Norman Bates actually has his mother there. I don't know <laughs> if she's going to dig up Billy. Hopefully not. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how that evolves. And I am appreciative that Skeet Altrich keeps coming back. I love him. And I was like, at what point? I mean, he looks great for his age. But yeah. I'm like, at what point? Can we get away with his ghost is aging? I know. Yeah. Should we just accept that, like, maybe her her vision of him is as he would exist. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Still I'll suspend some reality. Like, <laughs> I mean, I already have, but it will have to suspend some reality there, too. Let him change out of the white T-shirt. Yeah, the blood. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it was. I had a, a great time. I was very impressed with Scream 6. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to Scream 7 and maybe expectations are even higher now because Scream 6 (laughs) exceeded my expectations. Um, I still hope somewhere if the franchise ever decides to wrap up that we'll have at least a Sydney come back. I think she'll have to see it out. It would be such a disservice (laughs) to not have her (laughs) see the, uh, the franchise out. Uh, and I like to think of it similar to Laurie Strode slash Jamie Lee Curtis, who has come back. I don't know if she, she hasn't been in every Halloween, correct? But right. in these last um, three, which they claim are going to be the last three, <laughs> uh, that she's wrapping up the series on her own terms. And that wraps up our very first mini-sode. This one was near and dear to our hearts, as Scream is one of our favorite scary movies. And for me personally, an entry point into pop culture when I was coming of age. Thank you again for tuning in, as always. 
We'll return for our next full episode where we'll be talking about found footage films and urban legends, including discussion of the Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity, Urban Legend, the movie, and more. And you can participate in our next episode's lightning round by sharing your favorite urban legend with us. Follow us on Instagram at Talks, which is C-H-E-U-G-Y-T-A-L-K-S, for more information on how to participate. We hope you'll join us again, but until next time, we'll be right back. Music.